This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestyle Radio. Hello boys and girls, Big Father Crimbo here yet again, and as we get closer to the big day, I thought I'd take a break from making the last few toys and clearing up all the reindeer shit to introduce the penultimate edition of Ho Ho Homestell Radio's Advent Calendar. Now, you're in for a real treat today, let me tell you, and no, it doesn't involve sitting on my lap, you saucy No, no, today's special guest can only be described with the following four words. An absolute bloody hero. He's someone we've all come to fall in love with over the last 13 years. And if by some absolute disaster, a few presents fall off the old sleigh as I fly over Croydon slash Argentina tomorrow night. That's what it says here. This man will no doubt be there to catch them. So, without further ado... Is the show. Okay, as a special treat, we are here with Mr. Julian Speroni, the club legend, oh, just best goalkeeper we've ever seen. He's right here. Hi, Julian. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> it's fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. We've also got my yeah. colleague, Nick Philpot, on the line, who's going to be chipping in with a few questions. Good morning, both okay, of you. Yeah, very well, very well. Thanks. Thanks for the introduction as well. No worries at all, mate. Absolutely deserved. So, I think let's just to start. We'll set the scene a little bit while we're, we're at the time we're recording this. You've uh, recently won your back in the squad, starting in the in the Premier League uh, once again. Uh, that must feel amazing. Um, it feels it feels amazing to be back in the team. You know, of course, I don't I don't feel you know I don't see myself as a as a number one or number two or number forty-seven, you know, I just um, I feel I feel that I'm I'm an important part of the squad, and uh, when I'm called upon, I, I want to think that I'm, I'm ready to do a good job for the team, you know. So um, so I'm just glad I can I can I can do that basically. Absolutely, and I, you you know you've always been one of those players I know who's been reported as a as a really. Uh, sort of conscientious trainer you really work hard on the training ground is that something that's really important to make sure that you're ready to come back in when you're called upon yes of course of course i went i went through a similar situation when uh, when i first came to the club when gabor uh, kirari was here um and he was playing and i knew i had to wait for a chance he was doing well 
So, uh, but I knew in that kind of situations that uh, when the opportunity comes, you need to be ready to take it. And uh, so you need to train hard. You need to make sure that you do all the right things because if you have that opportunity and then you're not ready, then you're never going to be able to take it. So, um, so that's, that's what I'm trying, I'm trying to do at the moment. I'm also interested to know that obviously uh, outfield players in particular always talk about, you know, whenever they spell out of the team about match fitness, does that same thing apply to yeah. goalkeepers? Do you feel you get better the more games you play? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, it's very important for a goalkeeper because um, you can use your experience, um, but uh, you know, the more games you play, the, you get that timing back. That's, that's, I call it fine-tuning, you know? Uh, when yeah. you get the timing right, you look, you know, you, you can see things than, the, you know, when you're not playing often, then you kind of lose a little bit of that. And uh, so the more you play, uh, the more confident you feel, the more, um, the more things um, become clear for you, of course. Oh, fantastic. And we we talk an awful lot about um, about how the back four is affected by a goalkeeper on our show quite a lot. And I'm wondering what your yeah. view is on that. Do, you know, the confidence that, uh, that a keeper can give the back four. I mean, you know, just organisationally, um, always talking that kind of stuff. Is that is that something that your game sort of developed on? Yeah, that's part of the job, of course. As a goalkeeper, you need to be able to organise the back four, make sure they know you're there make sure that they know you're ready for anything that comes over the top you know you're ready to come and, and collect and uh, that they they can make sure that they can rely on you um but of course you know the, the more you will play together you know the more you know we understand each other and uh, it's so so important you know that our communication with, with the back four of course i said you've obviously had a, a a lot of changes uh, in that back four, but starting to look a bit more settled now with uh, Scott Dan alongside Mamadou Sacco. Mm-hmm. How was, how's Sacco to play with? He, he seems amazing. He's an amazing player. Yeah, he's an amazing player. He's going to be, I think he's going to be very, very important for us this season. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's not just about, you know, one player or, or 11 players, you know, it's about the squad, you know, to, to have a good season, you need a big, uh, a good squad and keep everybody fit as much as possible because you're always going to need players. There's always going to be injuries and uh, suspensions and stuff like that. So we need to, we need to make sure that, you know, we have a good squad and everybody's ready, everybody pulled in the same way. And um, so that's the only way we can, we can have a good season. Absolutely, and, and talking about our season, obviously it's been a, a really tough start, but things have started to, to pick up lately. Um, at the time we're recording, Roy Hodgson seems to have got you guys playing in a, a really sort of settled system. It's very well organised, and we're starting to see some good results, particularly at home. Some very very strong performances. How is is the mood in the camp at the moment? Yeah, it's very good. I mean, we even though we, I think we, we should have more points than we have at the moment uh, because of the performances, as you said. You know, the performances were really, really good. Not just uh, at home, but also away from home. Um, we played Newcastle away, and I don't, I, I don't think we we deserve to lose that game. You know, we considered go late on in the game, and uh, we, we should have you know got something out of that game. Uh, we play in West Ham at home. You know, I cannot understand how we didn't win that game you know just uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a crazy match really and um, so we, we yeah we should have more points and the team is confident because we are playing well and yeah. the more we play if we carry on playing this way I think the results will come you know if when you're not playing well even if you get a result then you think mm, you know how much we can we can hold this but the way we're playing at the moment I, I think everybody's really really confident that we can we can yeah put, try, try to get out of that situation that we are you know that uh, bottom of the table you know we, we don't want to be there so um yeah hopefully that'll be that'll be the case 
Yeah, exactly. It was de- definitely not playing like a, a bottom of the te- table team at all. No, definitely um, not, no. We had obviously had that the, the disruption early on, and I won't I won't press you too much on this, but just want to get your your overall opinion of of what happened with uh, with Frank De Boer. We've talked to to Steve Parrish about it and how mm. you know he felt it it just it just wasn't working. Um, but you know, obviously he's he's a a guy with a great reputation as a, as, as a player and yes. a, as a manager as well. Uh, what, what was your view yes. on it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I actually played against him, you know, and I was up in Scotland. <laughs> Oh, right. And uh, yeah, he actually course. scored against me. <laughs> 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 and um, so yeah, I uh, I knew I knew Frank. Um, obviously, yeah, his reputation and all. Um, I, I was really yeah, I was happy working with him. You know, it's, it's a shame that he didn't work out. You know, in the end, because uh, he was a, not just not just a good manager, but also a great guy to work with. Um, and his staff as well. Um, but it's football, you know, and uh, this is the the craziness of the the Premier League. Yeah. And uh, you need to get results, you know, straight away. And uh, that didn't happen. And uh, yeah, sadly, he he had to go. But um, I'm used. I think I have like uh, 11 managers now, 11, 12 managers, something yeah. like that, yeah. uh, in my time here. So uh, I'm kind of uh, used to say, managers yeah. being here for a year or so and then <laughs> leaving. So maybe not as as quick as uh, Frank, but uh, but yeah, I'm used to all these changes. No, I was going to say it's, it's, it's just Palace, isn't it? That's what we what we seem to do for some reason. But uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's take a little look back at uh, sort of your your formative years, sort of growing up in Argentina. Obviously, when when did you sort of decide or, or fall into the sort of being a goalkeeper? Uh, well, I, I told this story many times. I started when I was in um, in my school. I was eight, nine years old, and uh, I just. Uh, I was quite agile as a kid, you know, and uh, I used to, you know, throw myself around and I wasn't afraid of the ball. So, um, so yeah, I ended up in goal. And uh, since then, I just uh, loved it. I'm not one of those that started as an outfield player and then, you know, wasn't good enough but then <laughs> became a goalkeeper. You know? So uh, that's not my case. You know, I, I started as a goalkeeper. I always wanted to be a goalkeeper. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, when I was about nine, ten, I started playing for the for my local club, which was Catense at the time. And then I I went to River Plate, uh, played two or three years there in the academy, and then eventually I came back to Platense, where uh, when I was 19 I made my debut for the first team. And um, yeah, that was uh, yeah a long story, make short, but uh, that's basically what what happened. Absolutely, and um, so you you made the the move to to Dundee. Now it's obviously the manager at the time was Ivano Benetti, who. Played yeah. briefly at Palace during a very very bizarre period of our history. <laughs> he was there for, <laughs> yeah. for a couple of games only, I, I, I seem to recall. But uh, he he made made a move for you, got some recommendation for yourself, and um, yeah. that must have been a, a massive decision for you to to move not only you know leave Argentina yeah. but to go to to Dundee to Scotland. It was it was because I was only twenty, I think twenty twenty, which just turned twenty one, I think, when I signed for for Dundee, and they were looking for a young goalkeeper. And it was a decision they had to make. Normally, players uh, play in their country first, you know, for for the for the clubs uh, there, and then eventually, if they're doing well, they get a move to Europe, where uh, actually, it's where you know all the players or most of the players in South America they want to come to Europe to play, not only because of the reputation of the league, but also you know thinking of the, of our careers. And um, so, yeah, just I wasn't different. I wanted to play in Europe. I wanted to play in the biggest competitions. 
So that was, that was my dream. And uh, when the opportunity came to um, move to Scotland, of course, I was young and I had to make, I had to make a decision. And um, I talked to my family about it and I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm going to take the risks. And, uh, and, you know, luckily uh, everything worked out for me. And uh, after three years there, I had the, the opportunity to come to Crystal Palace in the Premier League, which was fantastic for me, really. And um, and yeah, the rest is history. Obviously, the the Dundee fans love you as well, and we we had the testimonial game for you. And uh, there's a big yeah. there's a bond between sort of Palace and Dundee after that game because they were so much fun as supporters. They're very, you know, just loud and raucous, just like Palace are. It was uh, it's quite strange to that, mm. that those two clubs that you've that you've played for over here, but sort of have that that link. So uh, it's. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's, a, it's amazing, really, the the the, the link that the, yeah. after that uh, testimonial match, you know, um, I, you know, we still receive messages from them, and uh, they they I think some Palestine went up there as well to watch some games, and uh, it's amazing, you know, the relationship between the clubs now is so so good. So I'm really pleased that that happened after the testimonial match, and when I started organizing the testimonial match uh, together with my committee that. They asked me who I, who I wanted to play, and I say I want to play Dundee. And some look at me and be funny. Say, what? Why you play? Why you want to play Dundee? I mean, you know, we can pick a, like a you know a big uh, another team, a Premier League club. Or I say no, no, no. It doesn't make any sense. You know, uh, Dundee and Crystal Palace are the only two clubs I play for in the in the UK. So what what better opportunity to you know bring them together and have this special occasion, this celebration of my time with with the Crystal Palace. Um, so, uh, for me, it wasn't. It was going. It was always going to be Dundee playing against uh, against us. So um, I'm glad we, we managed to organise it because it was a such an amazing night. Uh, oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was exactly what I wanted. You know, a big celebration of my time here and uh, and having my family here, my friends, ex teammates, you know, colleagues. Uh, it was just. Uh, it was just an incredible. I couldn't. I couldn't ask for uh, for more. I couldn't ask for more. It was, a, it was a great day. It was, you know, what I really, one of the stories I really liked was Charlie Adam turning up and playing for, you know, for for Dundee yeah. while he was still playing in the Premier League season, which you know, which was really, really nice of him. He was, he was, yes. He, when, when we play Stoke, uh, he, because he's a Dundee fan and uh, he he knew we were we were going to play this match, and uh, so I spoke to him and said, "You want to play?" I said, "Straight away." He said, "Yes, I want to play." So uh, yeah, so straight away we we invite him and he kindly agreed to come and uh, and yeah he did really well that day. Nick, did you have a question? Sorry. Yeah, uh, Julian, just to let you know because you won't know the little finite finite details of that night against Dundee. Um, I was actually driving a car through Wellesley Road in Croydon. Okay, and this is, just goes to show that the love that both sets of fans have got for Julian Speroni. That, that night, a couple of uh, Scottish guys were jumping over the barrier at Wellesley Road on the flyover in Croydon. They jumped into the back of my car. I've never met these guys ever before. And I took two of these Dundee fellas to Sellers Park, and all they spoke about was the love of Julian Speroni. That was a fantastic evening, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it was. It was. I can't thank them enough. You know, they on a Tuesday night. You know, coming all the yeah. way from Scotland. You know, I think they have like I think it was about two thousand people there. From the, it was just, 
it was just incredible, incredible. Um, and a great, we, we touch, a, great, a great touch by you, jumping in golf for both teams as well. Lovely touch. Yeah, you know, I've been asked to do it and I wasn't sure about it. I thought, uh, not sure how the Palace fans are going to take this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I had to do it because they asked me and uh, I said, well, let me think about it. And I keep the asking surprise and and I made a decision. I thought, okay, uh, you know what, I, I, I'm going to play. They deserve that I jump at least for you know, five ten minutes uh, <laughs> at the end. Um, they, they deserve the the, the moment. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I'm really glad I did it. So I, I want to sort of take you back to the you mentioned earlier actually the, the sort of start of your Palace career. So we we, we signed you from Dundee and uh, and obviously it was we'd just been promoted to the Premier League. You know, it's, it was perhaps it's more. It's probably more difficult these days to play, play in the Premier League. But we were, we had to do a lot of work on the squad, sort of going up. And obviously, it was uh, always going to be tough for us. But you, you came in and you started uh, that season. And do you uh, you've been able? I take well. I've, I've heard you say you've been able to put the the moment behind you that kind of cost you your place and, and gave Gabor his opportunity. Um, yeah. And that was that was the we took on Kevin Campbell. I was literally well, I was thirteen rows back in a Homesdale, and I was right in front of me basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember. So I, guess we, I guess you were shouting at me or something. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it now, Julian. I don't know. Have no, you, have no, you, okay, okay. <laughs> you're, you're over it as well, though, yeah. Uh, no, of course, that, those things happen. I, to be honest, I used to play. Uh, growing up, you know, in Argentina, we we never kicked the ball. You know, we, we play on the ground. We tried to play from the back, and uh, that that was the the way I I, I was I, I was taught to play. You know, and um, and in Scotland, I managed to do a few things like that, and everything went well. And <laughs> so, but that one you know, in particular didn't go well. And um, and I think it was a combination of things. It wasn't just that because I don't think a manager will, you know, will make a decision like that just for one mistake. Um, I think we played five games at, uh, in the beginning of the season, and uh, we we lost the five. And uh, the manager needed to make uh, to make some changes, you know. Yeah. And uh, so he tried different things. I, you can't blame the manager for trying things, you know. And Gabor had more experience than me. He was, uh, you know, Hungarian international. And um, and I was a young lad, you know. I needed to learn. I was only don't forget. I was only people think that when I signed for the club, I was already 35, you know. But I was I was, <laughs> I was uh, 25, 24, 25 when I came to the club. So um, so I had a lot to learn, a lot, a lot to learn. And that actually was a a, a brilliant experience for me, even though I didn't want to go through it yeah. uh, because obviously I wanted to play. But in the end, I think it made me a better player, a, a, a stronger person. And um, and in the end, you know, after a couple of seasons, you know, then I had a chance to to play, to become the, the number one keeper, and and I took it. But I think, uh, you know, if I had to, yeah, I wanted to play, but I, I think that experience made me made me probably the better player that I that I am today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Absolutely. And it, it seems weird looking back at it. And I, I had to look to make sure, but it was best part of, uh, of three seasons before you, before you made, made the, the number one spot your own, but you went straight on and you won, I think, well, one player of the year was, must have been back end of 2007, 2008. And obviously you've won it plenty of times since. How much does uh, getting that kind of recognition mean to you? Well, I, I always say the same thing, you know, just can't, can't thank the fans enough, you know, for, for their recognition, you know, and uh, they, they know every time I step on that pitch, I, I just give them a hundred percent, you know, I can't, I can't do anything, anything less. Uh, I can make mistakes, you know, I can have a bad game, uh, but, you know, they know every time I play, you know, I gave them all I have. And uh, and they recognize that. They, they we, we, manage, we build a relationship all through these uh, years, which uh, is something special, you know. It's something that uh, I could never, when I first came to the club, I would never imagine that uh, something like this would happen. And, um, and, I, and I'm so pleased. I'm so, so pleased and I'm so thankful uh, for, for all the, the love, uh, you know, everybody shows me around the club, the fans, and also also my relationship with the people that work for the club, you know, I know, I know everybody there, you know, and, um, and it's a family, it's a big family, and, uh, and I wouldn't change it for anything, really. I'm, I'm, I'm so pleased, you know, I've been here such a long time, and, uh, and I'm enjoying every minute, to be honest, enjoying every minute. We, we have, you know, good times, bad times, tough times, you know, we, it's been a roller coaster. Uh, we've been through... I don't know, championship, um, relegation battles, uh, administration, uh, Premier League again, uh, I don't know, everything, Wembley. Uh, but I wouldn't change a moment, really. I wouldn't change a moment. Exactly. I mean, as, as fans, we always say those, the moments that Palace give us where we're sort of pulling our hair out and it's, it's you know, really, really tough. It makes us appreciate the, the, the brilliant moments, you know, things like the, the playoff win and, you know, the cup run and all that sort of stuff. We we feel that we, you know, more than the successful clubs, if you like, we we feel that more. And I'm sure that's probably the same as players. If you're if you're having to go through, as you called it, the roller coaster, we all talk about. Yeah. You know, it, you get to appreciate the the great moments that much more. Yes, of course you do. You don't get to play at Wembley, you know, as often. You know, if you're in in our situation, maybe then yeah, I don't know. Clubs, you know, the, the big boys in the Premier League, they do, you know, they play there all the time. It's become something common for them, you know, but uh, obviously for us, you know, it takes, it's a big achievement and, uh, and we, we need to make sure that we enjoy those moments. We need to make sure that we, 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 we do all we can to get there and then when it happens, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it because it's, uh, so they are special occasions and obviously everybody will remember those ones, uh, the playoff final uh, between Brighton in the, in the semifinals and, uh, and those those things will stay in, in our memories forever. Oh, we've got Brighton coming up again, Julian, very soon as we're recording this. Yeah. That's going to be a yes. be a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> well, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Really. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> can't you can't wait. wait. Confidence. Yeah. That's what I want to hear. Because I'm I'm terrible. <laughs> 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 don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be. It's, uh, oh, right. We need to enjoy it. We need to enjoy it. It's going to be special. Absolutely right. That's okay, it. there you go. I've been told. <laughs> yes. um, I just I want to take this uh, just just you know as, as we sort of go towards the, the end of this one is talk a little bit about Christmas as a as a footballer because obviously this is our advent calendar if you you know this is this is a very special moment in our advent calendar yeah. and what you know I'll be asking most of the most of the people we speak to this what's Christmas like as a footballer it's incredibly busy uh, mm-hmm. as a fan let alone as a player 
Yeah, there's not much time really to 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 enjoy with the, with our families. Uh, there's a lot of games. It's probably the busiest period of the season, and uh, so you need to. We, we obviously we have training, and uh, we need to, to prepare for for the next games. Uh, and we have games every couple of days sometimes, you know. And uh, so it's a very very busy period, very tough period. But uh, yeah, after such a long time in this country, you know, I'm used to it now. And um, so we, we try to enjoy it as we can. It's hopefully, I can't remember the fixture this year, but um, I don't think we, I think we can at least spend the day with the families, you know, and then I think the game is going to be the following day. So, um, yeah, so we don't have to travel much. So, so hopefully this will be, uh, yeah, a little bit more special. You know, yeah. Get to, get to, you know, enjoy some time with the, with the families. Uh, but yeah, as a footballer, you know, I think everybody, um, it becomes used. It's harder, I think, for the for the players that you know first came to the country and they they cannot understand because normally other leagues they stop for, for yeah. Christmas um, and New Year, so they have a little break. But uh, but we don't, so it's a bit harder for for other players. But uh, in my case, you know, I'm used to it and I uh, I kind of uh, bought into the into this um, tradition of of English football. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a strange one. Everyone else takes a break, and we we do more. Very very odd. But and <laughs> yeah. so, uh, yeah. um, I, I, not, not sort of put you on the spot. Really, I haven't given you any preparation time for this. But are there any uh, sort of Christmas period games that stick out in your memory uh, as 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 either a favourite or a, a least favourite game around that period? Oh, you can have some thinking time. Really... We can ed- edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I... Well, I can't remember really. No, uh, no I mean the. Uh, I don't know. I just remember uh, every year very very cold. <laughs> every yeah. time we play, and uh, yeah, but no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say there was one special game. I might remember, you know, after we we finished the interview. I might remember later. And I would think, oh yeah, yeah, I can remember that one, but. Uh, no, not right now, really. Sorry. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was thinking about the same thing myself, and I can only remember seeing Matt Lawrence score a goal in the snow, and that's all I've got. I can't remember. I think oh, it was that, okay. Yeah, I remember that. That was Sheffield Wednesday, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. It was yeah, away from home. Yeah, scored. I remember that one because I, you know why he scored that one. I want to tell you a story about that goal. We were we were losing two one, and uh, I was going to go in the box, but I thought, wait a minute. Matty is a better header on the ball than me. And uh, so I say, Matty, you go, and I stay on the halfway line with the, with the, they had a striker up front, you know, they left one up. <laughs> and uh, so I stayed with the striker there, and Matty went on the box, <laughs> ended up scoring a goal. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, yeah, so I take credit for that one. <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, fantastic. And uh, we're going to end with uh, Nick's got some quick fire questions for you that we're going to do with, with most of the players. He selected yeah. them carefully, I'm sure. <laughs> Listen, I've just got a couple of funnies for you, Julian. First of all, uh, I noticed that you're over in excess now of 500 league and cup appearances. So many congratulations for that. But in that time, you must have played. Oh, thank with, you. You must have played with hundreds of different players. Who is the yeah. funniest player you've ever played with, and who is the craziest player you've ever played with? Uh, the funniest player was uh, Danny Butterfield, for sure. But was yeah, he? Danny, Danny was, yeah, but was hilarious. Yeah, he was always, you know, making sure everybody had a laugh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Danny, yeah, Danny for sure. Um, what was the other one? Sorry. Yeah, who, who's the stupidest, the craziest player that you've ever played with? 
Could you describe for me a typical Christmas morning in the Speroni household? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Could you describe for me a typical Christmas morning in the Speroni family house? Yeah, well, I don't know the time, but it's probably about six o'clock where the kids just jump out of bed <laughs> <laughs> and um, they want to open the presents and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I can't keep them any longer than that. Um, and then, yeah. A lot of uh, wrapping paper around the house, yeah. and uh, I had some uh, some mate, which is this um, Argentinian drink that we it's a tradition in Argentina. We have uh, not just for Christmas, but you know we do we have that every day. And uh, so I had my mate, and uh, yeah, just chill, you know, relax. Um, yeah, try to spend. Sometimes if we sometimes depends of um, the, the training time stuff. Sometimes we have training early in the morning. Sometimes you know we train a little bit later. So it depends on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I try to spend as much time uh, you know as possible with, with the family you know, and uh, take it easy with food. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, make sure you know I prepare for for what's coming. You know more games. So um, yeah, that's a, a typical typical Christmas day. That's great to hear, Julian. We're, we're going to leave it there. I really appreciate you talking to us. It's been so, it's been really enjoyable, and um, I, I hope to do it again in, in in the future. So thank you for your time. Um, no, it's and, been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, and yeah, anytime, anytime. And I just uh, I know this uh, is probably going to be um, uh, on air about around Christmas time. So I just wish everybody a, a merry Christmas and uh, have a, a brilliant New Year as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Julian. Take care. Well, like all good things, the Ho 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 Homesdale Radio Podvin calendar is sadly drawing to an end. Before I load up the last few bits onto the sleigh and have a quick precautionary poo, I'd like to thank all of those who have contributed to making this possible. The production team at Whole Radio, the presenters past and present, all of the guests for giving us their time, and most importantly, because let's face it, recording all of this nonsense would have been utterly pointless if we didn't have me. That's right, me. Father f- Christmas. Let's face it, the whole thing would have been f- without me. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you f- Thanks for downloading, and we'll all be back in 2018. Happy New Year. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.